can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Heather here on Hum Days with Heather on the Talking Pools podcast. As always, I think you're having an amazing day. So it's Wednesday, right? We're halfway through the work week. Whoop, whoop. I am super excited for that. This week has just been kind of insane, you know, for us in general, and I'm ready for it to be over. But the weather here has been crazy. It goes from super cold to super hot. It's going to be like 99 this weekend, and it was like a high of upper 70s two days two days ago. So I am um, sorry about that. So I am super excited on the weather and how it is. I just put all my stuff in Do Not Disturb uh, and how it's going to be this weekend. Well, let's just kind of jump right in it. So this week, I want to talk about listening skills needed for leadership to do a positive impact. So part of, you know, the business side is you definitely want to understand your employees, understand your subcontractors, because you want to have that positive impact with them. Because what happens if you're not listening accurately, and you're just kind of kind of sort of engaging with them, but not fully listening, we're going to have issues, right? So the first one that's going to be is we're in renovations, right? So retention versus actually hearing it. Two different things. A lot of people get this confused on whether you think you're listening and you're actually retaining it versus you're actually hearing it, right? What we actually retain is only about 17 to 20% of what we actually hear. I know me as a mom, as a wife, as a business owner, I retain probably about 10%, maybe 15. Um, 17 for me, I think it's kind of pushing it. (laughs) But hubby will tell me something and I'm like, yeah, I hear you, da-da-da, and I don't retain it. I hear him, but I'm not retaining that. And the same goes for our employees and our subcontractors. We're all so damn busy that where we're listening and we're talking, the retaining of that information is not happening. So that can cause a major issue whenever somebody's trying to talk with you, of course, for that. Because, um, you know, verbal verbal hearing is your brain subconscious doesn't always get it, right? That's where that retention comes in. Because if your subconscious is not calculating and firing on all neurons, right? As I like to say, that's what kind of happens. So whenever you hear what you think you hear and you're not sure, you always want to ask, hey, I'm, I'm thinking I'm hearing that, but I'm not sure. So let me play this back with you. Like, I will give you an example. We had a client, or excuse me, not a client, but an employee that was unhappy with his manager, like my GM at the time. And he's like, hey, Heather, you know, we need to have a conversation because I'm not happy with 
what my manager is treating me in the way that this is going. So we had a conversation about it. Well, I heard him, but did I actually retain it to be able to go back to the manager that we hired and be like, hey, this is what's going on. It, I did not go well because I had to go back. and I'm like, oh, shit. What exactly did he tell me? Like, I'm hearing the problems, but I'm not retaining it. Right. So taking down notes, going back and making sure you're 100 percent for sure with what you think that you're hearing is very good. So how do we hear with what's not being said? Because that's huge. I know that's huge for me because I am not a detailed person. So I'm thinking something and it's more so along the lines of what's not being said. Hubby, hubby is not a direct person. And when it comes to that, I have to really like, okay, hub, this is what I'm hearing. Is this correct kind of deal? Sorry, that's my doggy. Cujo, watch it. Watch it. Love my doggy. It's actually Steven's dog, but he's on vacay. But anyways, um, so we actually have to work harder to acknowledge that you're not hearing what you're trying to retain and practice it. You've got to practice it. So I had a hard time with my employees being able to hear, retain, and practice it. It comes with, I guess, I guess it doesn't really come with life skills because nobody nobody teaches this stuff. You don't get taught it in high school. You don't get taught it in college. You don't get taught it by your parents most of the time. So it's as you grow older and you become more aware of it, that's where you're going to actually start to retain that stuff and be more self-aware of that. So you want to work harder and acknowledge that to be able to help that. So most people understand first and then retain second. I am definitely that one. I understand what you're saying, but again, I'm not retaining it. Like, you know, the employee with situation that had an issue with my manager, I understood it, but I didn't retain it when I had to go back and reprimand my manager and have a conversation with them to be like, okay, I get that, but shit, I forgot it because I didn't retain it, right? So as the individual, you need to be self-aware of that to help practice that. You listen to understand, and then you understand to retain. So listen, understand, and then retain step by step. It takes a lot to understand. I Even to this day, I struggle with that, right? Especially when I'm trying to understand clients. Like the one that I'm, I'm dealing with with the stone, I'm listening and I'm trying to understand, but I'm not retaining why they can't understand <laughs> what I'm trying to deliver their message to about this stone. So that still is that leadership and that positive impact, right? I still have to be that leadership for that client and give them a positive impact so they understand and they retain it. So I have to change the way that I'm communicating with them. That way they can do the retention that they need themselves. Because again, remember that retention only happens about 17 to 20% for you know most humans from what I've you know, learn when I started learning this a long time ago. Um, okay, so emotions, when you get emotional, you stop listening and then it affects how you listen. 100% that is me. I will fly off the handle quicker than anything. If I have an upset client, I don't really do it for my employees because my employees understand, you know, the business aspect of it for that side. But my clients, if and this, again, this is where the disc profiling comes in. I am not the perfect person to deal with pissed off clients. But my emotion will definitely stop me from listening and my emotion kicks in and I just bat something out that's out of my mouth that I know I'm probably going to regret later. 
So I will probably sit here and be like, I'm sorry, you know, that was an emotional response that wasn't a good listening and it wasn't a positive impact for our conversation. So let's kind of take it back a bit. Let me cool off and I'll come back with you. I have had to do that more than once with my customers because you have to understand that clients understand that you're human and you get emotional and this process of like building and remodeling and everything is a long drawn out person, right? So don't take what they're saying at heart. Don't make it affect your entire business life. Don't make it affect your entire personal life. Try not to take it home. So you want to kind of keep those emotions in check to be able to have that positive impact and understand that, hey, when you're emotional, you're not going to retain it. So therefore, you can't have that positive impact for that leadership for that client. Um, logic and emotional is part of the brain, right? So there's two main sides. You've got your logic side. You've got your emotion side. I am more on my emotion side when I'm pissed. And my logic sign is side is more when I'm like on key, give me, give me issues to fix. Let me just fix them. This is what happens whenever I fix them. Not everybody thinks the same, you know, like Chris is definitely more logic than emotional. So that's why it fits perfect for us. So he deals with the pissed off clients. Cassandra deals with the pissed off client because I am not that way. Right. So again, the disc profiling to put the right people in the right place that I talked about on my other podcast to be able to have that positive impact, to be able to understand and listen to your clients. So another thing is only only about 2% of people have actually listening training. I am definitely not one of them, but I have made it aware and I've, you know, have read some books on it once I started getting into business to understand, okay, well, why am I losing sales? Why, why is this client not happy with me? What could I have done differently in that situation? And when I started asking these clients, because I do my own research, like, I don't care if I'm mad at you, I'm still going to find out why it went south. You know, what as a customer did it take for you to get pissed off with me? And what happened that I got pissed off with you? And 90% of the time, it was the listening and how we dealt with those pissed off customers. Because I had an, you know, I did a whole nother episode on how to deal with pissed off customers. And that's where that came from. You want to make sure that you are having a positive impact on your leadership, whether it be your employees or your customer, and understanding what happened in that situation to be able to work on that situation. So another thing I think that is well is your empathy versus listening. I am not a very empathetic person. I don't have the empathy side of me. I never really did. Hubby gets kind of mad at me. <laughs> Because it comes out in my business and it comes out on my as a mom and as a wife. I just, I don't know. I guess it just kind of beat out of me at a young age because my dad was super hard on me. He didn't show me empathy. He like kicked my ass into gear and be like, okay, so you broke your arm. I don't care. Still go do the job, you know? Like I walked into my foot doctor when I, I broke my foot on a customer's job and I'm not shitting you. I was running because I was late and I stepped in a hole that was really big while I ran into a hole and snapped my, my foot bone in two spots, in two spots. I fell to the ground. I didn't cry because I'm not a crier. I was so proud of myself because it hurt like a mofo. And the client's like, are you okay? Oh my God, you know, da, da, da. So he's like, what do I do? I'm like, You're, I'm fine. Just give me a second. Let me get up. So I'm running to my car. I, I get up. I call my husband. I'm like, you got to come get me because I broke my right foot. I can't drive because that's my gas. That's my brake. I tried to do it with my left. It was not happening. 
So I just waited about 10 minutes because hubby was nowhere around, you know, so that empathy, that empathy was there for that client for me. But I was like, whatever. Um, But I went to the doctor and the doctor was like, how are you walking? Because I just walked right into the doctor like the next day. I didn't even go the same day. And he's like, you broke your foot in two spots. So I was in a boot for six months. I'm like, "Um, I don't know. What do I do to fix it? He's like, first off, don't be walking on it because you shouldn't be. And you should be in a lot of pain right now. But that empathy comes in with a lot of people where it doesn't for me, right? So you have to understand the difference between the empathy and then the listening side of it because it's totally different. You have to listen and that's what makes you feel the empathy. So that's kind of why I, I told you that story is because that customer listened to me as to what was what was wrong as far as me breaking my foot. So he had empathy for me where I don't have that. So just a little tidbit, that's where I'm at with this episode for the leadership of positive impact. So just hopefully that helps you just understand talking to your employees, talking to your business partners, talking to your wives, your spouse, your husbands, your kids, your clients, your manufacturers, your manufacturers, reps, whatever it may be. Try to be a positive impact in that communication they're all under a lot of stress right now, as everybody is. And everybody's changing from the COVID stuff because COVID is now over. So everybody, I guess, is trying to be assholes. That's what I'm dealing with. So just have that empathy, have that communication, have that positive impact, and especially in your leadership because your employees, your contractors, they feed off of the leadership. And if that leadership isn't there, it's not going to be a positive impact. Well, I'm going to keep it at 15 minutes if I can. So have an amazing week. Until next week, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People, for the Pool People, by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 